three. <clears throat> Hello, and welcome to G Talk and All That Jazz. This podcast is really the testimony of a friendship that spans over four decades, a friendship between two Black professionals that began in Harlem, New York in the mid-1970s. As young men, both learning from each other on how to navigate the sometimes formidable and unapologetic streets of Harlem, both here and now, still standing with a wealth of transferable knowledge. As you join G and Jazz on their journey of reflection, listen. Listen closely for the true message about friendship, morality, and brotherly love, because their trials and tribulations come at a cost. G and Jazz will share their thoughts and opinions on a variety of topics, from love and relationships, to family and politics, and of course, friendship. Again, welcome to G Talking All That Jazz. Enjoy the journey, and oh, and buckle up. Yo, 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 what's up, Jazz? What's up? What's going on, Papa? Listen, Doc? my man, we did it. We did it. We did it. We did it. We are back. We are back, baby boy, and we got a black. VP in the office, baby boy. Yes. Yes. Female. <laughs> and you know what? I'm What's that? Ghetto. She is fine, fine <laughs> baby. I'm going to tell you how fine she is. She's so tell me fine. how fine she is. Tell she, me, tell me, tell She's me. so fine, man. She's like writing a check with the lights off in a flashlight. That's how <laughs> fine she is, my friend. Wow. Fine as wine. Wow. Fine as wine. So we did it, baby. We looking All right. forward. Let's get it. Let's get, get it. it. But hold, wait, 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 wait. Before we start, brother, let's do our disclaimer. Okay. Bong, 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 bong. This is a public service announcement. Announcement. All the stories you're about to hear are all true. All true. Names, dates, places, individuals will not be changed. Stop. And if by chance we mention your name in some of these little stories and we hurt your feelings and you break up and you go through a divorce and you lose your house, your car, your wife, your money, we ain't sorry. We beyond say sorry. Sorry. You're killing me. He's killing me. He's killing me. So listen, um, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, we have a special guest. Let me have, I have the pleasure of introducing Miss Casey. Miss Casey in 2012, a graduate magna cum laude from the University of Tennessee, Knoxville, with a BS in nutrition and minors in food service management and business administration. Upon graduation, she practiced as a clinical research assistant in Honolulu, Hawaii. She returned to the mainland where she completed her dietetic internship and graduated in 2015 from the University of Memphis with an MS in clinical nutrition. Her thesis requirements were completed at St. Jude's Children's Research Hospital and a study results were published in the Journal of Nutrition and Clinical Practice. Casey utilizes her clinical nutrition skills to work with pharmacists to estimate energy needs and prescribe eternal and paternal feedings to critically ill patients. She has since turned her career focus to weight management and nutrition counseling 
with a focus in Barrett, Barrett, bariatric surgery. I always got stuck on that word. My apologies. In Nashville, Tennessee, she worked as a program dietitian as a bar bariatric center of excellence. In 2019, she transitioned to Morehouse Healthcare, where she has assisted in building the bariatric program from 40 to over 200 patients. Casey also assists with diabetes education group and teaches a whole food planet based nutrition workshop. Beyond working in a clinical setting, Casey volunteered to teach weight management and dietetics to nutrition students in Lipscomb, Belmont and Middle Tennessee State University. And as an active member of the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics, she has assisted in the de development of the weight management practice groups resource page written by or written for Weight Matters Magazine and appeared on both local Atlanta and Memphis news. During her free time, Casey enjoys backcountry camping, hiking and kayaking in the Tennessee and now Georgia outdoors. Ladies and gentlemen, tune in and let's hear from Casey. How you doing, Casey? And the crowd goes <laughs> wild. <laughs> hey. Take it over, Jazz. <laughs> yeah, so so formal, formal, formal introduction, Lauren Casey Flowers. Um, she she best to be for we wants to be referred to as Casey. So this right. is a this is a uh, important uh, podcast. We we're continuing our series, um, our women's series. We're focusing around women's health. So last so last episode, you guys you guys know we did a a, a really good episode around um, vaginal health. We got a lot of good feedback. So we want to continue this this series. So ladies, go and get your, your pens and your notepads because we're going to give you some really good information. Um, I think men should get their um, notepads too because they're going to want to help their women absolutely. as well. Absolutely. I think it's going to be a support thing as well. Absolutely. And this is, and this is really about um, those, those, um, having those conversations in the relationship about one's health and, 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 and um, um, kind of bringing, bringing a, a holistic approach when it comes to your relationship, even can, being uh, concerned with your spouse's um, emotional, physical, and, and mental health. So let's jump into it. So, you know, everywhere you look, Casey, uh, on, on television, on the internet, Instagram, Facebook, Hulu, Twitter, data, data. You you see you 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 see these images of women, and these um um and the images are always almost like these perfect Barbie type yeah. figures, right? And this this is important. This topic is important because I have we both have daughters, and one day my daughter came into uh, the house and she, she plopped on the couch and she laid back and then she rips this waist trainer off of her. And, and first and foremost, you're a buck oh five. Like, what are you doing with a waist trainer on? But I think it's just the, the information and the psyche that's being impacted by what we see 
on television, especially women of color. So we're going to jump into the nutritional piece, but I, I want for I would like for you to talk a little bit about this this weight loss culture that has consumed um, um, women of color. I could talk about this literally for years. So as a bariatric dietitian, most patients I talk to, they've tried five or ten diets before they've even gotten to me, and that's on average. Mm -hmm. And you know, I don't know if you've ever tried a diet before, but to try one five or ten times can be mentally and physically exhausting. Mm -hmm. um, and they're getting this information from all kinds of different places, right? Um, I guess I should talk about what's the difference between a dietitian and nutritionist. First off, yeah, anybody can, yeah. and also too, can you define <laughs> bariatric as well? Can you start off with yeah, defining so, And I chopped that word up. Can you just, you know, start off with that as well? Yeah, so bariatrics is weight loss surgery. So there's two major ones they do now, um, the gastric sleeve versus the gastric bypass. Um, some years ago, they were doing the lap band, but because of complications, they don't do that one much anymore. So I just walk people through that process for before and after surgery. Um, but the difference between a dietitian and nutritionist, right? I could have graduated with my BS um, in nutrition and called myself a nutritionist from that point. Some people don't even call them go to, go to college and call themselves nutritionists. Mm -hmm. However, to be a dietitian, you have to go through 1,200 supervised hours um, and take a licensed exam and also apply for licensure with your state. So the information I'm giving you is always going to be research evidence-based the nutrition information they may be giving you could be from some website they found or some friend mm. that had some success, you know, 10 years ago. So you always want to be careful where you, where you get your information from for sure. So let's, let's jump back into this, 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 this culture that's happening now mm -hmm. with this, this weight loss culture and how we are consumed, how women are consumed with this weight loss culture. If you want to talk about that right. a little bit. I mean, you're battle, battling two evils all the time, right? You're battling the evil of advertisements and marketing. You know, you can't turn on TV without there being a Papa John's commercial and two seconds later, a diabetes ad, you know? Um, so you're battling increased stress. You're, you know, you're looking for food to help, you know, control that. And then all of a sudden you hop onto Instagram, you hop onto Facebook and it's lose 10 pounds by taking this supplement or so-and-so is, you know, they're doing keto and they look great now. And you're constantly bombarded with eat this, but look like this. And it's a lot, it's really, really heavy stuff. And it's only making things in society worse. I don't know if you guys remember back in the late eighties when everything was low fat, low fat, low fat. Well, yeah, everybody was like, let me be low fat. Let me, let me add or start buying these products. They're adding sugar to all of that to make it taste good. So you literally see the obesity line just rocket up at that moment they switch to low fat. Um, and then even getting down to research, right? Um, there, there's energy estimation equations. Those equations can be off by five or two a thousand easily. Um, mm -hmm. And most of those equations are being tested in generally white men and white women. And so when you actually are testing people's energy expenditure using the gold standard, which is indirect calimetry, you're finding African-American women are um, automatically 300 calories lower than their same age, same sex, white counterpart, you know? Yeah. And so to follow those diet plans that you see mass generated is only doing a lot of people disservice. Okay. Wow. Yeah. And, and so, we, we, so we find that there's probably more research done as you stated, on on um, non-whites and not enough on on women's health. What will be, uh, I guess, like a 
if someone wanted to get on some a diet plan, what would you mm -hmm. recommend as maybe the the first three steps in just getting to getting on a good path for the diet to become eventually a lifestyle? Right. So, I mean, if you are just completely lacking in nutrition knowledge, definitely ask for a referral to a dietitian. Many insurance, especially now with COVID happening, are expanding how much preventative care they cover. Um, so you could always take that as a first step or honestly start with a food journal, start with something like MyFitnessPal or um, Lose It and write what you eat down every single day. I don't know about you guys, but I barely remember what I ate for breakfast. It feels like right. three days ago, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and so if you're seeing in front of you, like, man, I eat a lot of meat and potatoes and I'm not drinking any water throughout the day, right then and there, you, you know what you need to correct. Second thing is start drinking water. No one drinks enough water for some odd reason. You know, mm -hmm. We should all be drinking a minimum of 64 ounces. That alone, because dehydration, the first sign is fatigue. That alone is going to pep you up and make you excited about you know, achieving more in your health. And it's an easy goal to reach. Mm -hmm. Second thing, make sure you're eating. Like I know our parents are always saying that, but make sure you're eating enough vegetables. Like, do you have green vegetables on the plate? When's the last time you had, I don't know, a carrot? <laughs> like, mix it up. You know, make sure half your plate is those non-starchy vegetables. Okay. Just doing that alone will take um, a lot of pressure off of you. Okay. I have a question real quick for you. Um, most women, the thing that they, uh, they fight the most is their gut, right? You, sometimes you'll see a woman and she's shapely, she's curvy and, and every place else, but it's her stomach. So, you know, you try to do a bunch of sit-ups and, you know, to, to, to take off your stomach, but are there, I think you touched on it, water and special food, mm -hmm. but it, it, would it be different between your, uh, depending on your age? Because a lot of women, you know, my age is anywhere between 45 and, and 55. And then you got women like my daughter, she's 30, 30 to 40. Is, is, would, would, it, would the nutrition or the eating plan be different depending on your age? Yes, of course. Um, the moment I shouldn't tell my age, but the moment I hit 30, I gained five pounds that month. I didn't change anything in my eating habits whatsoever. But my metabolism drops, right? As you grow older, you don't need as much energy to move around. Because let's be honest, we're not moving that much around as we're we get older. Right. So um, yeah, your what your needs are completely going to change. You know, once you hit the 50s, 60s, especially in women, we start losing a lot of muscle mass, and as that happens, when we lose strength, right? We're at increased risk for illnesses. And then also that lower muscle mass lowers your metabolism even further. So definitely as you as you get older, depending on your sex, your, your nutrition needs will change. Now that tricky um, little belly part, right? That's not nice. that's always the last to go. <laughs> um, and any bodybuilder will tell you, you know, abs are always made in the kitchen. And so, you know, our high sugar intake, alcohol intake, our liver has to process all of that stuff. Liver is what builds our fat storages too. So you'll see like a lot of things. We have people now in the hospital who don't really drink that much, but they've eaten a lot of sugar throughout their life and they're coming in with cirrhosis because of fatty liver disease. Really? You know, so by reducing your sugar intake and by reducing your alcohol intake, then that is going to go away a little bit quicker. But isn't sugar and everything that we eat is sugar and milk. There's sugar and everything. So how do you how do you limit your sugar? Like, I mean, what what, you, what is your suggestion to limit eliminate sugar? Right. So you know, definitely be your own advocate. Read the nutrition facts label. 
with the new FDA approved nutrition facts, they actually are mandated to include added sugars in there now. Mm -hmm. So basically, if you're looking at your total carbohydrates and you see anything that says over 10 grams of added sugar, know that product was developed to make you hungrier. Um, mm. it, sugar spikes your insulin, which is supposed to happen, right? But insulin stimulates your hunger. So of course you're gonna wanna eat more of whatever they made. So by keeping your included or added sugars under 10 grams per serving, you're more likely to stay under the limit for the day. So, so what, what type of supplements can you take to counter that reaction with the sugars or, or, or there's nothing that you can do? Um, you know, it's, it always comes down to, would you rather pay attention to the food that you put into your mouth or the medication that you put into your mouth? Cause right. You put food in more often than you're putting medication. So I would definitely recommend, you know, choosing more whole food products, trying to step away from like the packaged products most often. Now, if weight loss is your goal, so like say your BMI is 35 plus and you've been trying for some time, there are five FDA approved medications for weight loss. Um, some of them will affect your ability to absorb high fat and high sugar foods. And so someone that's just really struggling to get their weight down, maybe they're having like joint issues or uncontrolled diabetes, then we'll definitely have that conversation about starting something like that. Now for vitamin supplements, you know, usually what they do, they're really smart. So they'll put all these like herbal supplements in the back and you're like, oh, this is going to be great. And then sneakily they'll put in caffeine. So what caffeine does is like it boosts you up, makes you feel hype, right? But it also increases your energy expenditure level. So you're burning food a little bit more, but not as significant as if you just didn't eat that burger in the first place. Um, I see, I see. Yeah, and so it's, how it's a gimmick. <laughs> sound like it. And so how does that how does that tie? So say if someone um you 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 mentioned the bariatric surgery. But I know a lot of a lot of uh, um, people get like colonics, and they mm -hmm. get this cleansing. How is that an effective strategy in terms of weight loss or gut health? And how does how does if someone was to to just do a one and done colonic, how effective is that compared to someone who may have had maybe a series of cleansing? Yeah, so with colonics, um, basically they're using, you know, their diacylate, but that's a good one gallon of, of hydration. Your colon is the primary location where your water is absorbed anyways. So back to the number one sign of dehydration is fatigue and that like sluggishness feeling. Mm -hmm. Colonics give you that feeling of, oh, I'm like hydrated. I feel great, you know, mm -hmm. but not necessarily not beneficial for weight loss because by the time food gets to your to your uh, colon it's pretty much already fully absorbed so we're not seeing great results from that or like treatment for IBS or anything um, it starts from the top so the decisions at the top are the most important than the colonic at the bottom okay so, and so talk about uh, in, in terms of the colonic um, the, 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 the gut flora and, and how, mm -hmm. if, if that's good for gut health and explain what gut flora is, because I yes. just learned, I just learned what it is. And then how mm -hmm. does that tie into colonics? So we're having a lot of great research come out about the gut microbiome or gut flora. Um, it can affect any way, anything from your mood to your food choices to increase risk for IBS even. 
So we're all born actually with our gut microbiome. We all have our healthy gut bacteria and it comes from mom, especially if you're born vaginally, right? Um, in that time, depending on your environment, depending on what food you eat, you either feed the good bacteria or you feed the bad bacteria. Mm -hmm. um, the higher increased risk or a higher increase of bad bacteria, then that's when you're going to get your like gas, bloating, increased risk for things like IBS or um, even diverticulosis. Mm -hmm. uh, and they're now they're doing some correlations where your higher levels of bad bacteria are being associated with weight gain too. They're even getting some to some really weird research where they'll do fecal implants where you find someone that's generally healthy and implant that into someone else's gut and their weight loss has been increased. Um, now, I'm not 100% like familiar with how all that works. I don't know how I feel about swallowing someone else's fecal matter, but um, gut microbiome definitely plays a huge role in all of that. You said IBS. So I want to make sure that our listeners know what IBS is. And also, mm -hmm. too, can you talk about leaky gut? I've heard the term leaky gut. Is that a real term? Is that a real thing? And also, you know, just define what IBS is for us. Um, leaky gut is usually one of those buzz buzzwords that people like Dr. Oz or um, other nutritionists on Instagram um, will promote in order to for you to follow their diet. I mean, leaky gut can have like tons of different symptoms, including like diarrhea, constipation, um, nausea, vomiting. It's not like that big of a term. It's just like a symptom term, if that makes sense. Okay. Um, that you have to really be doing some serious damage to your gut microbiome for the, the barrier that protects your intestines um, to be broken for that, that bad stuff to be absorbed into uh, your system. Okay. Right. I forgot the other part of your question. Sorry. IBS? You, you, you mentioned oh, the term IBS. Yes. IBS, so irritable bowel syndrome. Um, they, last I read, it can be caused by any number of things, including increased stress, you know, can kill your healthy microbiome um, and cause, or even certain medications can cause, you know, increased constipation, abdominal pain, um, or diarrhea. They have to rule out a bunch of things though before they give you that diagnosis of IBS or irritable bowel syndrome. Okay, so I, I want to shift the the, the 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 discussion a little bit to what we're kind of ch we're challenged with right now. So we we're, we're in the the middle of a pandemic, and I think a lot of folks are struggling with um, weight gain. Yeah, and um, and. I, I, if we, if you can provide maybe some insight or some some uh, feedback on on specifically for women on how to kind of combat or um, to ensure that you're still having healthy making healthy decisions during this time when we just we are COVID COVID fatigued we're in the house we're sheltered in yeah we're yeah. sheltered in yeah we're sheltered right. in. Mm -hmm. My favorite meme is someone was saying, man, we've been in COVID for so long that I got out of shape and back in it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I mean, there's all kinds. What we're looking for, honestly, is something to fix our boredom and something to control. Because I don't know about y'all, but everything feels so out of control lately. And mm -hmm. The one thing that you can control is the food going into your mouth. Mm -hmm. So step one, like we're always tempted. There's things going on. There's advertisements all the time. Don't have that crap in your house. You know, like don't have two stacks of Oreos in there. If you know you have an Oreos problem, make it hard to get to. 
Like if I want to go snack on some popcorn, I got to break out a pan, get the oil and put the popcorn kernels in the pan myself. You know, like I, you got to make it hard for you to do. Mm -hmm. Um, Don't keep apps like Uber Eats and DoorDash on your phone. Your wallet will definitely thank you for that. You know, again, make it so you have to go to the computer to order those things. Mm -hmm. Um, Use this time to learn how to cook. It's so sad that not that many people know how to cook now. YouTube's amazing. (laughs) You know, like go there, try some new recipes. You have time to meal prep now. Try meal prepping, see how that goes. And do something for the love of God for your boredom. Get out of the house. You can go on a hike. You know, you can like go take pictures or pick up photography or develop a new hobby, do something that doesn't revolve around being around food. Mm-hmm. Nice. So I, I got a question. My thing is, I want to know uh, probiotics. I mean, you know, I don't, I always, always hear that term, oh, probiotics, you know, it's in your yogurt, whatever. You should do stuff with probiotics. First of all, what is, what is that? And is it good for you or is it bad for you? Oh, should we have it in yes. our diet? Yeah. We should definitely have it in our diet. So probiotics are the good bacteria. Prebiotics, which you also need, are the food that feed your probiotics. Probiotics are like us, right? They got to eat and they got to like digest things. And so prebiotics are the soluble fiber that helps to feed them. Uh, I like, I loved Wendy's talk. uh, I think it was last week, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and about vaginal health. So we're doing like a lot of research now too about the importance of certain probiotics or bacteria for women's vaginal health. Um, Because you have to think like your vaginal opening is really close to another certain opening, right? So bacteria is going to sometimes get in the mix of there as much as we try for it not to. And so Having a women's specific probiotic can be beneficial if you notice notice like vaginal changes like that um, going on, but it's not completely necessary that you take an over-the-counter probiotic. And if you do, you definitely want to look out for some few things. First, you want to make sure that it tells you exactly how it needs to be stored. These are live probiotics. So if they have no instructions on how to store it, they just sold you a bunch of dead bacteria that's not going to work. Um, to ask your doctor if you really do need them because most people don't Um, unless you're suffering really from gas and bloating and constipation um, it may just be because you're not honestly drinking enough water so check the labels and then see if it's necessary it's not something that you have to be on forever typically I only put my patients on it for 30 to 60 days make them monitor the effects and then we just focus on a high prebiotic diet after that Mm. So you talked about insoluble and insoluble um, foods. Mm-hmm. I want to be specific in terms of fiber. What what types of fiber are the ones that are, are more soluble? Help me with that word. You you got me so, insoluble and soluble. Insoluble. Tell, tell me about yes. what what fibers are which which ones are are beneficial and which ones are not beneficial. I guess. Yes, and thank you for bringing this up. I feel like carbohydrates get such a bad rap nowadays, and they're so incredibly important. Um, Soluble fibers, um, they do break down in your system. So that's typically going to be like um, the fibers and fruits and vegetables that you eat. Now, insoluble fibers, they don't break down. Um, They end up absorbing a lot of water. And in that way, they also take some bile with them, which helps lower your cholesterol. So for someone that may be suffering from high cholesterol, they would want to increase the insoluble fiber in their diet. Now, mm. not a lot of people are going to go around, you know, snacking on the outside of fruit and veggies, right? So you could do something like Metamucil 
um, something that has psyllium in it, P-Y-C-I-L-L-U-M, and that is a, insol a great insoluble fiber to use. Or, you know, sticking simple with just oatmeal, brown rice, and quinoa. Oh, okay. So those are the ones that absorb the, the fluid. The insoluble ones, yes. Yeah. They absorb more of the fluid. Mm -hmm. So I want to go back really quick. You, you mentioned the, the probiotics. So what are the, the, the prebiotics? What foods are those? Right. The high fiber foods. High those fiber are going to be your prebiotics. Yep. Oh, so whole fruits, whole veggies. Okay. Go ahead. Or even, you know, kombucha. Kombucha is actually a really great prebiotic. So I drink that a lot, but I should mm -hmm. not drink that regularly? Or is it is okay no. to drink that regularly? It's okay to drink it regularly. Now they are trying to make them taste better, right? So they're adding yeah. that added sugar back into there. So, you know, you're going to be drinking these great prebiotics to fill feed your healthy bacteria and then you're going to induce all this sugar that's going to feed your bad bacteria and there's going to be like some star wars battle in your gut so you know mm -hmm. you do want to make sure that you get the lower sugar kombucha and yeah, yeah. um specifically for women I forgot what i was oh with kombucha if you're pregnant don't mess with kombucha because it is fermented and so there could be a little bit of alcohol content in there oh okay so you, you mentioned women who are pregnant what and what will, what would you recommend for because all women are different, right? Right. Mm -hmm. What would you for a woman who was the type of diet? What what type of diet you would recommend for a woman who was say menopausal or a woman who was premenopausal? What what different types of diets you may want to recommend when they're at, at that stage in their lives? Right. So for them, definitely more of an anti-inflammatory, you know, increasing their intake of omega-3s, which is going to be from like tuna, chia seeds, flax seeds, just because their body's going haywire, there's hormones going crazy everywhere. So the amount of anti-inflammatory stuff they can get would be great. Um, also, they need to really pay attention to their calcium. Estrogen is really good for protecting our bones. However, once we go through menopause, our estrogen levels are lower, so we don't have that good protection anymore. So you might notice in your mom and grandma's hands, they might be a little bit more naughty at the, the knuckles or have mm -hmm. more arthritis compared to their, their husbands. Mm -hmm. So incorporating foods like, you know, your leafy greens, um, dairy, like some yogurt for some good probiotics as well would be excellent way to do it. Um, or if they just feel like they can't do it, they can take a supplement as well mm -hmm. to help get that at least, you know, a thousand milligrams, if not 1500 milligrams of calcium in a day. Okay. So Casey, um, also I've been reading up on intermittent fasting. I think I'm pronouncing that right. Intermittent fasting. Mm -hmm. What is your take on intermittent fasting? Is that a healthy way to lose weight? It is. It's actually a great way to lose weight. Um, but the first thing I ask everyone that wants to do it is, do you think it, you, do you think you can do this forever? Like, is this going to be a temporary thing or is it a forever thing? Mm -hmm. If you're going to do this forever, then go for it. Yeah. Intermittent fasting's for you. Mm -hmm. If it's just to get to your weight loss goal, let's talk about making a lifestyle change because what you're going to end up doing is eating in an eight hour window and eating pizza all weekend, you know? Mm -hmm. So let's like focus on a better route for you. But it does work. It does. So I, so I have a, a may not be controversial, but I have a, a question. Why mm -hmm. the, why does it, it, why does it appear, why does it appear that people of color are less compliant when it comes to 
dieting compared to other groups? Oh, all kinds of different reasons. This mm -hmm. is actually the, the main reason I came to Morehouse. I went from that surgery center of excellent. We were seeing like 405 patients for bariatric or medical weight loss surgery a year. Um, all of my African-American patients, well, not all of them, but most of them seem to have more struggles when it came to meeting their weight loss goals. And so as a dietitian, you know, I'm giving the same, you know, nutrition advice as I do to everyone. This is before I started really exploring more to that research of it. And so coming to Morehouse, I wanted to, you know, have a better study population so I could help us, you know, <laughs> to, to, to say it in shorter terms, but it could be it's environmental. You know, there's a lot more stress factors going on. Um, a lot of my patients, unfortunately, are single moms and sometimes have four to five kids. How do you meal plan for six people? You know, that is intense, especially if you have no idea where you're starting at. Just the education alone. You know, not a lot of people know the difference between carbohydrates, proteins, and fats. You know, food deserts are a real thing. You know, if you have to figure out how you're going to ride the bus, you know, two or three miles away and then bring back these heavy, fresh produce groceries versus like maybe just stopping by McDonald's and, you know, feeding everybody. It's a lot. It's a lot to think about. It's a lot to go into it. And, and body image issues is the thing, too. A lot of my patients will look at me and they'll be like, I want to be skinny, but I don't want to be like you skinny. Like, I feel like that looks a little sick. And I'm like, ah, okay. Well, I thought I was something like that. Wow. <laughs> but you know, this black women, we want to have like the big butt. We want to have like the big boobs. Nobody yeah. wants to lose that. Those are the first two things to go. So. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you, you, like you and, and as a man, you know, I, I'm, you know, <laughs> We uh, we like our women in certain shape. Like we we want them to be in shape and whatever, but we don't want them to lose their booties. I don't know why right. is that. But, you know, and I think um, I probably maybe maybe you speaking for yourself, my friend. Let's say you speaking for yourself. <laughs> all right, all right. So so it. so with that question, I I have this. Well, with that statement, I have this. How do we start the a, a big thing about um about. I guess the, the podcast, G Talk and all that jazz is that we really want to inform our, our community. We want to be that voice um, um, to kind of fill that gap in, especially when it comes to relationship. That's big for both of us. How do we, mm -hmm. how do we approach, approach our, our wives, our mm -hmm. girlfriends? How do we, if they're getting a little chunky but funky, we can see right? We can see. How Probably do we, before they can see it. Yeah. Before they can see it. How do we approach that? Because it can be very sensitive when you want to be. Oh, it is. It is very sensitive. A woman, sensitive. A woman in her sensitive. weight. And yeah. how do, how give us maybe some strategies for, um, 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 I guess our, our men listeners, how we can approach our, our spouses if we see that, hey, I think you, hey, baby, I think you're putting on a little bit of weight, da, 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 da. Well, first of all, check yourself before you wreck yourself. It's always a favorite. <laughs> <laughs> it really is like, people eat how, like you're in love. You start eating, you start going on dates, you know, everybody starts gaining a little weight, first of all. So I wouldn't even bring it up as in, hey, babe, you're looking a little, you know, on the thick side of things lately. Maybe it's like, hey, I want to try this new lifestyle change. Like, I really want to start incorporating these certain foods into my diet. Mm. I think I would be more successful if we all did this together. You know, I don't talk to 
of one patient without talking to their entire family because it's such a huge family initiative um and ask if she's okay shoot we're stressed like life is hard more stressed lately is there anything I, I can do to help um maybe i know I you're going go. your yeah. favorite snack bars lately maybe we should talk about some things mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know so I, my my thing is that whatever you purchase you consume i don't care how strong you are mm-hmm. whatever right. whatever you buy you eventually you're going to eat it you're going to wake up four in the morning it's going to be there and, and you're going to get it. it you're going to you're going to eat it so I just want to talk a little bit about maybe just supplements. What what are some some uh, good supplements, just o- over the counter type supplements that are are um, just just readily available, affordable um, for for women specifically, so so they can maybe just have a better baseline in terms of their nutrition. And also, too, yeah. is it going to be? Can it can it be uh, age? You know, like age appropriate, like, cause somebody that's 20 to 30 may not need what a woman from 50 to 70 may need. Mm-hmm. So is it different? Mm-hmm. You know, right. also yeah, too- no, it's totally different. Depending on if you're, you know, weight or what childbearing age, or if you're a postmenopausal, mm-hmm. uh, for sure. And honestly, supplements are a billion dollar industry that is not regulated by the FDA at all. The only time the FDA will step in to verify that's what's in the bottle or what that they say is in the bottle actually is in the bottle if somebody reports something went wrong. So when you're shopping for supplements, you really wanna look out for this label. It's a yellow label, usually in the right-hand corner that says USP. That means they paid a lot of money to have a third-party company verify that's what's actually they're buying is, is in the supplement. Wow. Um, they know yeah, that. Don't buy- yeah, yeah, it's a money maker. Just like that little caffeine tidbit I told you earlier. Mm-hmm. Gummy vitamins, the only gummy vitamin that's been proven to work is vitamin C. You can literally put vitamin C in anything and it would work. So like stop wasting your money on vitamins that taste like candy because they're just candy. Mm. Wow. So I have so, to look for that because I got to look now. I'm looking up at my dress. I see all these vitamins. I don't have any of that USP on my any of my supplements. No, so no. you're saying to say they haven't been verified? <laughs> You mean I'm wasting my money? <laughs> <laughs> Yay! <laughs> so, so what what would you like to do as your uh, Casey for your closing remarks? What would you like yeah. to have for your closing remarks? Yeah. So if you're you know interested in starting a weight management program, if you are interested in taking vitamins or you're already taking a lot of vitamin supplements and need some more direction on them call a dietitian. You know, we're definitely we study this all the time. Um, most of our um, Like, for example, if you have diabetes, you need to be on B12. Not everyone needs to be on B12. I I know a lot of weight loss clinics will try to sell you that in order to boost your metabolism is, no, B12 is fine. You can get that pretty much from anywhere, too. Um, So just be smart. Be your own, you know, your own advocate. Read your nutrition facts labels. Just because someone has had some success, don't follow that plan. We're all different. You know, find what works for you. All right. Well, listen, well, this is us. And once again, we are, we're finishing our podcast. So we want to thank you, Casey, for coming on and um, spending this time with us. I think I, I took away a lot of good stuff mm-hmm. um, from what you gave us. I want to say thank you um, um, for coming on for us. I, I loved it. 
Jazz, what do you think, man? Another great show? Another great show, man. Just information for our community. Mm-hmm. I mean, so we, we have to talk to our folks. We have to, we have to, like they say, um, if you if you know better, you do better. Yes, sir. Right. And so we we gotta give this information because um um we we have some, especially when it comes to health, we are we are impacted um uh, more negatively with these different health disparities around hypertension and diabetes and various cancers yes. and disproportionate to the population and yes. even cancers that are normally non-white cancers. We are, we are still um, 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 being impacted. And so this COVID has really revealed that to the nation. Now the yeah. nation understands what we, what black practitioners like Casey have have known f- from day one, how how we are are negatively impacted um, because of um, many different de- determinants. She mentioned she mentioned um, about one in particular, like our socioeconomic status. That plays a huge role. Huge. What do yeah. you do? Do you go to the? You have ten dollars. You have two k. Do I go yeah. to Whole Foods? How much am I going to get from Whole Foods? But exactly. I can go to Mickey D's or I can get go to the dollar store and get, and get two for a dollar and feed everybody. So yeah. we, we have to make life choices sometimes because of different determinants. So I think that this information, Casey, is, is very important. And, and, and it's going to, I know it's going to help a lot of people. Um, just that one thing about the vitamins, like I never knew that. That right. you know, you know, it's not even regulated. I think the FDA that. doesn't step in and say, yeah, these guys are saying it's gonna do X, Y, and Z, and the FDA doesn't even it's not any to prove it. How that's right. something happened. Wow. And, and, and we deep. and we are bombarded with those supplement commercials. We're bombarded yeah. by them. So yeah. uh, again, I just want to say, say, say thank you for being our guest. Yeah, Casey. Thank you so much. Well, I'm right. G <laughs> and I'm Jazz. And this is G talking all that jazz and we're out. Peace.